What you got there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen people with those? With those that like look? Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, this... <laughs> like that belongs in the back of a fucking Honda. Cut it out. <laughs> Dude, I saw one and I was like, I can't. No, this isn't true. But it's like a vaping a, a, a vaping competition. And they were like meeting in, you know, the, like the top one was meeting in like Columbus, Ohio. So it wasn't up to par yet. But it was like this following this one guy. It was so riveting. I couldn't stop. <laughs> it was such a train wreck. But it's so sad. That See, I you that, watch but. these guys and they do the tricks with the with the vapor and, sh- and they end up looking like Dragon Ball Z characters, like trying right. to do a Kamehameha. And you're like, dude, I've never seen a strawberry scented Kamehameha before, but that was amazing. Was it level 10? <laughs> That's right. It's Kamehameha <laughs> crapped in crunch. It just. <laughs> It's so and it was no, like no. Biggest, yeah, it was like biggest biggest uh bubble or biggest whatever you not bubble cloud and these guys are like man they are straining their lungs they are not healthy they just by I'm, look you know and you've got an image you know and they're and the guy that they followed the whole time he lost <laughs> so I was like, mm. they're gonna have to keep stepping up and one day you're gonna see someone just inhale this huge amount off a gigantic atomizer nothing's going to happen. They're going to walk away and there's going to be smoke coming out of the back of them. You know, that's going to be the trick. That's it. And, and, but then like, he's going to be like that, uh, Oh, David Banner, right. He ran the, the one minute mile. Then everyone could. Wait, wasn't David Banner a rapper? Wait, Bruce Banner was Hulk. No, that's the Hulk. Yeah. David Banner. No, David, David, David Banning. David. Wait, who was the guy who ran the Michael Banner? John, Jingle. Phil, can we get an assist on this? Jingleheimer Smith, can we get a can we get a jump in? <laughs> Was this Don Knotts we're talking about still? Can we get someone bust a Googs on this? Can, can we crack a Google? Mr. Who, Furley. No, Mr. Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley. Who? Roger Bannister. Matt Bannister. That's First four-minute mile. Is that what we're going for? That's what we're going for. Okay. Right. It's gonna be, okay. And then after, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Uh Fami, Fami? Phil Jamie? Um, but yeah, so like no one could do it. And then he did now, right now, high schoolers are running a four minute mile. Right. So that one guy who's just going to inhale it and survive, they're going to be like, Oh, we can all do that. (laughs) These are new (laughs) tricks, whole nother market, whole nother genre and channels of YouTube. So great. I tell you, I'm off of the stuff for a full month as of this Friday. So I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. I got off of nicotine out of nowhere, like cold turkey and uh, threw out my vaporizers, my liquids, everything went in the garbage and I haven't thought about it since, which is kind of crazy to think about now that I'm saying it out loud. Wow. That's awesome. You haven't thought, I I hope I'm not, you know, forcing a relapse or pushing a relapse. I think that realizing the, uh, the cost savings of not vaporizing made a difference because it's about $400 a month. When you get down to it for me. Sheesh. Well, right so, on. That's a whole, yeah. that's, dude, that's a, that's, that's a, a lot of money. Loan. That's a that's loan a, note. That's, that's a my, decent car payment right there. You know, as my dad would say, that's a car note. Do you, <laughs> that's, do you know anyone who says note anymore? Like a house. The note? only time know. I've heard someone say like a note is like on a reality show about like rep, repoing cars. You know, that's where you yeah. hear it. And it's never the repo person. It's always the person who owes money. Which makes you think that they've been owing money for so many years that, that it's been like since the 1970s when that was a term that was actually used. You've exactly. owed money for 50 years in that Toyota Corolla and it's only from 1982. Yeah. How the hell did you do that? How the physics on that work? He's like, well, I've been paying my note on my jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, go ahead. Put your, uh, put your banjo in the trunk and get out of here. You know? Get on out. This episode is presented by MSP GeekCon 2023, a conference for MSPs by MSPs. Occurring May 21st through the 23rd, 2023 in Orlando, Florida, this two-day event is built around the journey of technical growth from Tier 1 to Tier 3. If you're interested in attending, speaking, or sponsoring the event, visit mspgeekcon.com for more information. Matt, thank you so much for being my guest today. Hello, everyone out there in computer land. My name is Aaron Bolton. My guest today is Matt. This is 38 at 38, where we talk about some like the most ridiculous or wildest or craziest jobs or worst jobs uh, that we've had. We've all had that, right? We've all had the worst. So this is a place where uh, my guests get to talk about that. 
So let me go ahead and introduce my guest. It is Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox, why don't you go ahead and tell us about you? My name is Matthew Fox. I enjoy Hunt's chocolate pudding, novel snack packs. That's a favorite of mine. Nice. I'm the uh, the creative director at the MSP Media Network. It's something I've been doing for about a month now. Before that, I worked at an MSP for seven years, which Very was a great cool. experience. And before being an employee of the MSP, I was a customer for a number of years before then. I've got a lot of experience in IT. I ran IT departments, digital media departments for 15 years before stepping into the MSP world in a non-technical manner. And it's really what I've grown up doing. It's what I love to do. It's what happens when I wake up, what happens to go to sleep. And uh, I've got nothing else to say. Good night, folks. Nice. nice. All right. Well, thanks, guys. That was great. The, uh, <laughs> that was your worst job working in the IT <laughs> and MC. Uh, no, so I want to see the signature on your, uh, for your email because it, does it have like the chocolate part first or what, what was it that you, what was the first part? Something about chocolate. Wasn't something about chocolate. Oh, I love chocolate pudding. That's all. That's right. Is that, is that in the, e- the email? It should be, it okay. should be, it should be, uh, uh, you know, uh, invoices payable right. upon receipt, cash, pudding or chicken nuggets. So wait, so you're a fan of the chocolate pudding. What's your, what's your, you said hunts, you go hunts, you don't oh, get yeah. J-E-L-L-O. No, 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 no. The the Hunt Snack Pack is the way to go. That's, that's right. You, I forgot. That's it. Snack that's Pack. It. I know. I know. Snack Pack. Snack, the Snack Pack. Oh, so good. Do they put a K on that pronunciation or just a P? Was it just S? I can see it as like S N A K P A C. Was it something dumb like that or? No, I think it was written right. Although I I, I think it's what you're getting at is interesting because I think if it was 2020, it would be like S N A C C Pack. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, some guys just all hopped up on, on amphetamines, right? In Silicon Valley, coming up with yes! all these ideas. Yes! Okay. <laughs> We're going to remove all the vowels. Remove, take all the vowels out. You know what? That's for Wheel of Fortune. They can keep the vowels. We got the consonants. We're saving Split money. the custody. That's right. That's it. See, now that's the problem, though. When you get snack pack and it becomes SNKPK, it sounds like a punk band. That's right. Right. Well, you know, is this MXPX? Is this Snack Packs? Who are we listening to tonight? That is an opportunity, though. Somebody can sn- jump on it, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and grab that uh, that band. That one's name. free. That, that one's free. free. Ooh, nice. Sounds like a good snack to me. Get the app. Get the app, guys. Get the app. You can only get it from Netscape. So <laughs> make sure to get on Netscape and get your apps. Awesome, Matthew. Um, I, what is? Just wondering how many jobs. Have you had, have you, I, I know I haven't asked you about this before, but just wondering, do you ever give, you have a, a give or take roundabout number? Do I have a tally? No, but I'd say it's probably about six. Probably about I've six. worked in a lot of places, pretty long-term, a lot of jobs. I tend to do five years or more. At. Very cool. Um, Very yeah. Cool. Uh, my first job was at 13 and nice. uh, I got removed from that as soon as someone reported me as being a 13 year old operating a lotto machine at a stationary store. Is right. that, wait, wait, is that your, is that your, be- your best story? Is That's that one of them. That's okay. one of them. Wait, keep going on that one a little bit. We'll get into your oh, best story in a second. I'm 13. I'm working at a stationery store. They're letting me do whatever I want. I'm stocking shelves. I'm taking care of the cash register. I'm selling cigarettes to people. You know, they know I'm doing it the right way. I'm taking care of things above board, even though I shouldn't right. be doing it at all. Not operating the lotto machine. Lotto machine's the coolest thing to work with, by the way, when you're 13. All those buttons to click, all of a sudden you start realizing that there are codes in the back of the scratch-offs that explain whether they're a winner or not and what the value is. You're not supposed to know any of this stuff, especially not at 13. But, you know, that was something I did for, I don't know, a good eight or nine months before someone reported me and like like a commissioner from like the lotto or whatever came in. They're like, how old are you? I was like, I'm not 18 if that's what we're getting at. I mean, let's just fast track this conversation. We don't need to play around. Like, yeah, exactly. You know? No teasing here. Let's not tease. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's not the best story. That's not the worst story. That's just how the career began. Right? That's good. You know? I like that. Well, guys, you know how this is. We first start off with the guest story, and then the guest gets to uh, pick one of the quotes that I provided, and each quote as it pertains to one of my 38 jobs. So, Matt, take us on this beautiful journey of your worst and or ridiculous job. Worst and or ridiculous job. I don't. Hmm. How about Dude, my, uh, if you started off with if you start off with hmm, I don't have one. I'd be like, bro, oh, this is. Uh, I worked for Glenn Beck for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting let's, for a reaction on that one. Let's let's 
that's and let's dig into that. So, so I, what's going on what, for a short for a short period of time? I was the senior developer for the Blaze. That was Glenn Beck's media outlet. It's very uh, politically charged kind of a thing, and it's back uh, in the news lately. I, I just saw something. It's not yeah. something I try to follow. Not something politically I follow, but I just saw the Blaze is back in the media for something hot. I don't know. I I'll have to look it up. You know, it used to be a cable station. Yeah, the website, there was a radio show. There was a lot going on with the place. Um, but I only, I was only there for about two months. Wasn't, uh, wasn't a fan. I tried to keep politics out of the work. And you would think that going for a, going and working at a publishing company that's focused on politics would be a bad idea. But in most cases, you can keep the two separate. Right. Unfortunately, there, it wasn't possible. So it was an easy get up and get out of here kind of a situation. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah. That was a weird place to work at, though, man. I mean, good people, good people. But everything was so, uh, politically charged that when you go into a place and you're creative and you got the mustache and you're, you're me, everyone's right, like, right. who is that guy? You know, like, is he a threat? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got, he was sent by the liberals. Somebody get eyes on this guy. He's wearing blue underwear. I know it. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting uh, experience. It was short lived, but I think it was, um, it was a good one because when I was done working there, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, I got a phone call from the CEO of Valiant Technology, the MSP that I worked at for seven and a half years before coming to uh, MMN. And it was one of those uh, phone calls where he's like, Hey man, just want to see if you're alive. How are you doing? I said, ah, I'm good. I don't know what I'm doing with myself right now. I just left the job. And he goes, well, the hell with that. Just come in next week. We're, we're going to give you a job. That's it. Um, and that was a pretty cool experience to go through, but that was after being a customer of theirs for about a year back in 2011, back when I ran IT departments for, uh, for publishing companies. Dude, so that's pretty, um, cool. that's pretty cool. Getting that, mm-hmm. getting that call when they call it, Hey, we've been searching for you. You're yeah. you've been on our like mind that. lately. Yeah. You know? That makes you feel good. Makes you feel God gives you the fuzzies. The so, warm and tinglies for sure. Right. So, so two, two months at Glenn Beck's spot. Is there anything, anything crazy that stood out? Anything ridiculous or just, well, just let's talk a little about that. I mean, there, there's something, you know, right? There's always weird things, especially when you're in an environment where you feel a little out of place, you start noticing stuff like, why isn't there cell phone reception in the bathrooms? <laughs> you walk into the hallway, there's cell phone reception. You walk into the bathroom, there's none. That's just a weird thing. I don't know if that's coincidence or paranoia, on my right. part or theirs, but little things like that you would, you, you, you'd run into once in a while that I thought was a bit much, just strange happenings. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah. And, and I, like I said, the entire vibe of the place was very much like one of us or not. I think when it comes down to it and I was not. Oh man. I mean, you <laughs> wish you'd go back and just kind of go undercover a little bit. Just like, yeah. Um, oh no, I would have been flipping desks, man. I, if I had a second chance, I'd be in there like, screw this place. Boom. That would have been it. Oh, Giving them one last news story, you know? Dude, you should have gone deep undercover. Like deep under so deep undercover that you actually they give you your own your own show. You're running your own show. And they're like, we're like, what happened, Matt? And you're like, listen, I'm in deep. Trust me, I'm about to get to the top. Dude, you're driving <laughs> a Lamborghini. What's going on? I'm just on the show one day and I start having like convulsions and I open up my chest and like Hillary Clinton pops out, yeah. you know, ah, there it is. <laughs> hello, my baby. Hello. My like total space balls kind of thing. You know, <laughs> we knew it. You didn't know it. How could you <laughs> guess that would happen? No, I knew. I knew that totally, I knew that totally plot was obvious from the very beginning. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever had like a nightmare job, but I've definitely had nightmare situations at jobs. For example, let's hear that. I once had my right foot impaled in a surfer cabinet at a data center. How about oh. that one? Yeah. Tell us about that. I think it was like 2004, somewhere around there. Um, the company I was working for had a couple of cabinets at the Globix data center in Chinatown in Manhattan. And the that data center... By the way, I, I know. Look, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. And that sentence just sounded... I, I know. I'm going to get called. Sorry cancel me it sounded really really sketch (laughs) (laughs) the data center in chinatown in manhattan sounded sketchy it just in my mind i automatically go back to like i don't know like any movie any action movie that's set in manhattan in the 80s there was always a time where it's like we got to go to chinatown it's like yo those people don't want you over there why you going there to be honest with you that was like as a teenager that would be the place to go Uh, right right 
like late June to early July in Chinatown, that's when you'd get all the fireworks. They'd be on the street, people running around with bags, trying to sell them, having a good time. You're running around. You realize you parked your car at one police plaza. Now you've got a duffel bag full of firecrackers. How are you going to get them in the car? Right, right, That was right. what the late 90s were about. That's all, that's all <laughs> you know? But anyway, so yeah. I'm at the data center and I'd go there a few days a week to get work done. I actually liked it. There it was quiet and cool, you know, the temperature, everything was just pleasant to work in. And I'd get a little too relaxed in the cabinets. And I think anyone that's done work in front of a server cabinet um, knows that it's really easy to say, put one of your feet up on the, the bottom rim of the door and just kind of lean over a little bit, which is fine under most circumstances. The problem is, is that the Globix data center used to be under above like three different train lines in the city. So you'd have a lot of vibration. And you've got servers, you've got sensitive equipment. So a lot of the cabinets would be mounted to the floor with these spikes. And one of them had not engaged on my cabinet and I never knew. And I leaned funny. I must have hit like the spring that would, you know, push it down to the ground. And you just heard like, (laughs) and it just looked down. You're like, ah, damn, that sucks. Uh, Is anyone around to help? No, because I'm in the middle of a data center and the network operations center is probably like a good 60 feet away from me. So I just sat there yelling until someone saw me on a security camera. They came over your leg, like right through my foot or through the foot, right into the ground. And I couldn't really move. And the guys were like, we're going to get an ambulance up here. We're going to get you taken care of. If we have to disassemble the cabinet, that's cool. You want some McDonald's? I'm sitting there. I'm having a chocolate shake. I'm having my chicken nuggets, which I mean, we've already said chicken nuggets once or twice in this. Right, right. And I waited for them to come and take the side of the cabinet and remove the door and disengage the spike and take me to the hospital and get the thing removed. And now I've got a scar that looks like Zelda's Triforce on my right foot. Dude, that that uh, that cabinet straight up like Tom and Jerry'd you. <laughs> oh, it murdered me, man. My foot was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, and I turned around and then an axe came down and almost shot me in half. It was this compact. It had a switchblade. And I was like, what the hell? What's going on? (laughs) And then I was like, those are the nuclear codes? (laughs) I think those things happen to folks that work in IT. You know, I think I've got my collection of scars. I've talked about stories in the past before in other streams. Uh oh. Well, that doesn't look electronic, though. So I think you're safe. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's it's still analog. A throwback. It's, it's going to do you in old school. That's all. I'm trying but, to get the. I'm trying to get the. Uh, uh, oh, what's it called? <laughs> the uh, NFT on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk like a dad that doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to get an NFT, and I hang it up. What, Dad? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get some NFTs on my New Balances next Sunday. Yeah, um, be great. They're mine. I know. I own them. <laughs> okay. The only pair of New Balances out there. Um, if I give them to someone else, you know, they sell it. I got to get money. And then if they sell it, I got to get money. You know, I've been on, I've been on uh, Charlie Rose. <laughs> oh, you sound like a progressive commercial. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think all, almost all people that work in IT doing the hands-on work have had those types of experiences before. I mean, I ran down 14th street with my pants legs on fire once. That was, that was a hell of a, hell of an instance. I had a server. I was helping out a friend. Bar, at mitzvahs. A- Bar mitzvahs. Am I right? <laughs> I was helping a friend that uh, was doing some work for a pet groomer. I started taking a server apart because it was disgusting. I'm like, guys, this has got so much pet hair and it's ridiculous. And all of a sudden there's a smell and I look down. You can see like embers lighting my pants on fire. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a server closet. I'm in the middle of a grooming place with animals all over the place. I should probably just run out of the facility before anything worse happens in here. And it's just me running down 14th street, you know, downtown Manhattan. It's like a nice night. It's like 76 degrees. It's like, you know, June evening or something like that. And I end up at like this pizzeria on like 14th and sixth or whatever. And I'm like, yo, can I get two slices, a bunch of water and some paper towels? And the guy's looking at me. He's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Super yeah. calm too. Like I'm walking up to him, there's smoke coming off of me. There's like little bits of denim everywhere. He's like, I got you. Don't worry about it, bro. You're the fourth person that night. Who's come to him. <laughs> I mean, so do with the same problem. You're in the middle of Manhattan, dude. That's like a, that was a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Those things do happen though, you know? And, um, those are definitely, uh, less than pleasant moments in jobs, but I think those are really typically surrounded by a lot of really, really great moments. So you kind of live with them, you know? No, definitely. See, that's what, and it doesn't even have to be the worst job. We all have ridiculous jobs. And here, here's the thing: we all have those jobs where, like, if you were to, if you were in a new group setting, and maybe you were telling that job, you know, there, they'd at least be one cynical guy that's like, oh, oh yeah, crap. 
that's bullcrap. Everyone has those jobs. And like, and I, I get called out or not called out. People try to call me out. Like, that job's not, that, that story's not real. That's not real. I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't know if, if it's uh, if it's a me thing or maybe I just really notice the awkward where people would let it go. I really kind of think about I mean, those things. Those things, they happen a lot, man. I, I mean, yeah. I got plenty of stories. I've I, I could tell you the time that Rob Schneider refused to take a photo of me with me when I worked at Latina magazine. Cause I kept giving him crap. I was you pretending to be, a, I was the, you know what, Aaron, Give me one second. I'll be right back. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> one second. One second. Hey, Phil, just saying, we need to get some type of graphic where um, oh, you don't have to edit this. Yeah, leave it in. People love this banter. They never know when I'm going to say something funny. This is why there they come is. to the show for this right here. That's right. I don't know if you guys saw that. I tried to do the Tom Cruise slide in without busting my ass. It was a little muted, but. Uh, Dude, yeah. Okay. So, so. Latina Magazine. Oh, yes. Yeah. Give well, me a second. I'm, I'm familiar talking. with Latina oh, Magazine. Oh, are you? How are you familiar? Do you know someone that worked there? No, I, uh, I do. Who? Matt Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a jerk, though. <laughs> he's a, he's conceited. He's egotistical. He that's doesn't like, know how to speak to people. That's what I don't I like, know if you've ever seen him eat a bowl of cereal. It's disgusting. But uh, here he is. I don't know if you could see that. Uh, hold on, hold on. We're going to get this right. Without facial hair. Right there. Dude, my wife reads Latina magazine. So I'm going to be like, I know that dude. And she's going to be like, shut up. And I'm like, no, oh. I know that guy. And then, tell, her uh, for, uh, tell her I said thank you for helping to uh, pay a portion of my mortgage for five and a half or six years. That's what we like Appreciate to do. It. That's what we do. That's that's our, our that's how we donate and give back. <laughs> what have you donated? I pay my taxes. <laughs> the donation. I pay my taxes. That's so great. Awesome, uh, Matt. Uh, that was that was some great story. I, I like the story. I love it. Uh, I want to. And we always ask. Uh, I always like to ask. Um, what. If anything, did you learn? What lessons learned did you have? What, you know, from your experience, from your, your ridiculous experience working, you know, getting, getting spiked, getting caught on fire, something that you were able to take away is like, hey, from now on, I'm doing this. Uh, I think it taught me to roll with the punches. And I think that if anything, over the course of my career, I've learned or taken away or have tried to pass on to other people, it's do something. You know, make a mistake, do the right thing. Just take action in one form or another. Don't, don't be satisfied with inaction. Do something. That, that was told to me by a, a man, Gary Giscombe. He was an IBM employee for many years, and he, was, he worked at Amnesty International and Revlon. You know, he was the CFO of the nonprofit <clears throat> I got my start at years ago, and I think that was the most valuable piece of information anyone ever gave me. And it was also incredibly simple. And I, I think that sometimes the simplest direction or information or simplest bit of advice is what you take and you, 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 you roll with the most because it becomes the most versatile thing that you have to uh, kind of operate on as time goes by. Dude, that, is, that is solid. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Matt. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to take a little bit of a pause. We're going to oh, listen to some, some amazing – oh, you're going you're gonna to love what you're about to hear. It's like really short, but the end – it's amazing of this next part. You got to wait till the end, and then we're going to be back on. And hi, I'm Ray Rossini. And I'm Tony Francisco, and we're the hosts of MSP Dispatch. Every Tuesday and Friday, we'll bring you the news, community events, and discussions that are important to MSPs today. Whenever possible, we'll also include industry experts to provide their insight, and all within 30 minutes. Available on YouTube, Pocket Casts, Spotify, iTunes, and your favorite podcatcher in audio or video form. We're everywhere you want us to be. We hope to see you next time on MSP Dispatch, your source for news, community events, and commentary in the MSP channel. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't expecting that, were you? No, I saw it earlier, but I didn't know you had it on the ready. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> what did Phil say? All right. And we're back. Now, uh, Matt, wasn't that awesome? That what we just saw? We just saw life changing. Life altering. Life altering. You know what I hope? It's, I hope it's just like someone squeezing like a rubber chicken. Just, oh. 
I think I just saved 15% of my car insurance. That's what I do. Geico. Progressive? Both of them. All of them. All of them. Uh, so <laughs> we do 16%. Oh, jerks. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Matthew, you have selected a quote from a list. I do not know what that quote is, but when you do tell me the quote, I will then tell you right off the noggin what that job was about and we'll talk about how ridiculous it is go for it the most famous customer i believe it was that you had that showed up on cops twice yes that is yes. that is one heck of a a string of words right there absolutely our most famous customer has been f- featured on cops twice so here's the funny part about this uh, so I'm talking to my mom tonight and I was telling her about, I'm having to do the recording. She's like, Oh, what recording? Like, no, mama told her before, you know, I'm like, you know, the uh, podcast and stuff. She's like, Oh, I haven't seen one. And you know, I haven't seen them. I've heard, no, you talked about them. And I was like, yeah, I said, I have, um, I did an episode of her when she um, had a, a grocery store. We talked mm. about that. And I said, yeah, mom, I, I talked about that. And she's like, Oh, that's so funny. And then I said, yeah, and, um, another one. I said, uh, and I was explaining to her the quotes, and I actually used this quote. And because this, she she was like, what? And then she laughed when I told her, reminded her this story. So back in, um, man, two, it was 1995? Mm-hmm. I think it was 1995, 1996, somewhere around there. My mom owned a beeper store. Like, yeah, legit, guys. Was it like one a place that had a name like Cheaper Beepers or something like that? Oh, you wish. <laughs> so I'm actually going to I'm actually going to uh, double down on this one. There's going to be two here uh because my mother in uh, her previous uh uh previous uh marriage, they owned a beeper store together as well called City Beepers, right? City Beepers. And that and a lot of the situations between both spots are the same of what I did, but I worked there as well. I worked there. I was like 11, 10, 11 years old, but like my family is Cuban and like my stepdad at that time, his family was Arabic. So it's like, yo, you work, you're in the family, you work. That's it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was fun. So I was there working there. I was getting some, into some stories, but then they had a divorce, they got a divorce and in the divorce, my mom got the house. He got the business. My mom gets the house and she says shortly afterwards, I want to open up my own beeper store, which is like, hmm, I want to, do, I'm going to do my own beeper store. So she opens up, she, I don't know. She opens up like a few miles, like three miles down the road. Like legit competitor on purpose. By the way, the only thing I haven't heard so far is your mom being like, you know what? We're not doing beepers. We're doing pagers. Oh, alpha numeric. What? <laughs> I wish, I wish, but we did pagers. That was the thing. We did pagers, but the one she opened up was called Thunder Beepers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not funny. It's the names aren't funny. It's just wow. Talk about a sign of the times, right? Like there are beeper stores, then Thunder Beeper, City Beepers, Thunder Beeper. That we're gonna take you out. It was so great. Uh, so oh man, is UrbanBeepers.com available? Oh, that needs to be. Urban beepers. <laughs> We're going to throw back in beepers. It hasn't been registered. We could do it today. We could stop this whole thing, say, I quit, and start urbanbeepers.com. What do you guys well, say? Phil, you in? Are you in? Urban no? be- What's right. the product? Are, are we selling old beepers? <laughs> but we're selling it to the to a new generation that loves retro stuff. There was an article, right. and Ray covered it on MSP Dispatch about all the kids these days with the StarTac phones. So we're going to get right. them the, the little the, 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 the pagers that used to have the slide-in part. Remember that? Right. You, right. Like, right. you know what was up? You were boss when you had one of those. It was no clip-on. You'd clip it, but you'd slide it the rest of the day because you're a G. That's right. That's right. I, and also, while those were out, I sold, I carried on that. Well, I can't, I don't, nope, can't get into that. Ooh, ooh, you almost got another story, another job out of me. Ooh. You're good. You're good, Matt Fox. <laughs> so, so this place at the uh, City Beepers, right? It would just, now think, imagine this 10, like 11 years old, 10 years old, and people are coming in and they're buying, uh, they're, they're uh, paying their bill, you know, it's cash, you know, they're coming in paying their bill. They are buying, beepers that come with contracts and they're these are expensive items and they're paying four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. for these beepers 
and then they're signing contracts, legally binding contracts. Like if you don't pay, you know, um, and then they're also, well, all right. So that the admin, that all that stuff. Right. And this guy at 10 years old is handling all of that. And he's like, and he keeps the customers always look over at my mom. Like, like what is this? <laughs> and my mom's like, my mom's like, go do it. Yeah. No, sign it, sign it, sign it. And I'm like, uh, sign right here. So I'm like, me short portly you know and i'm like <laughs> like barely reaching the counter <laughs> just slapping the contract and the pencil up on the counter sliding it over <laughs> i just learned how to write my name too it's awesome it's okay uh i guess you can put an x i don't, I don't. So, so yeah so just been like you think any of this is legally binding i'm 10 Right, right. That, and that now that would be the the ultimate, like the 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 most. But like that is that's a lot of responsibility because they're like handing me hundreds of dollars of, of money. You know, it's ridiculous. But then on the technical a, um, a, aspect of it, you know, even new beepers, you know, you have to program them and stuff. I, mm-hmm, that, I did mm-hmm. that, but and that was that was an issue because I can do that and it starts working. But what was unnerving for me too and definitely for my uh, for the customers is they would come in and they'd want to get new cases so i'd have to take out my allen wrench and i'd have to unscrew the whole thing take it apart take all the chips out and this is like we see this now and we're like okay but like you're talking mid 90s they're like okay that is magic in a plastic case what is this wizardry we have here exactly exactly and i'm taking it out and putting it in like there's all these little parts and which i'm a kid so you know phalanges you know yeah. really nice and small able to get in there but so that would and ma'am ma'am is she it, does he know what he's doing yes he know he's doing finish it already <laughs> yo i'm just it. saying real quick as long as your mom didn't take like a chanclanta out or something like that everything was cool dude we had no of course she did of course she did one hundred percent because in the back especially during the summertime or like after school it was me up front but then in the back was my my sister who was who's six years younger than me they she can't be out front she's four and then a three-year-old and then something like that i don't know but no the training sisters. program back there for the yeah, next I'm, generation of beeper salespeople. people that's I right that's right keep it going uh, so that so it, yeah chancletas flying oh there was like a mattress in the back i mean we're sleeping there <laughs> A mattress. We got some bottles of Vicks. We got the chanclet. Everything. It's all a party. It's a party. All the Vicks. All the Vicks. That's right. That's right. Uh, so that was so city beepers. That was basically, and I did all those things also at, at Thunder Beepers. But Thunder Beepers, at least I was a few years older, so they were. But they were still like this is kind of sketch. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the new thing with Thunder Beepers, and I was only at twelve. What my mom would do now? We have less people because it was my mom. And her husband at that time and me and or like somebody else, but it was less people. It's like me and my mom. So my mom has to go to bank, goes to go to the bank and has to run errands or whatever. And she would just go and be like 12 years old in there for a couple hours, you know, like a few hours. Uh, No change because that's why my mom went to the bank. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, (laughs) It's so very awkward. You're like 12. You've got a, a VHS of like WrestleMania four playing next to you. Someone yeah. comes in saying they need a new pager and you're like, Hey, hold on a second. The undertaker's about the tombstone. This guy, yeah, you're going to have to wait one second. And Oh no, he raised his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. So man, so many memories. That's where I got my dog pop. I had pop for, uh, for many, many years. Uh, I got popped there because one of the customers he rode a motorcycle and he would drive around with his dog and then his dog was huge, like big, like Australian Shepherd. And then like uh, and, yeah, like I can see a beagle being on someone's bike, like in the front or something with like a cute little helmet. Australian but when you've got Shepherd. like a 70 pound dog in the back or something like that, sitting in the seat or like a sidecar thing, that's ridiculous. <laughs> sitting up front in front of him. No. Dude. Dude, so ridiculous. So no. then, and then uh, we didn't see her for a while because she gave birth to some puppies and he came by and was like, hey, I brought you guys one. And my mom was like, what? Yeah, I just brought you guys. Thought you guys were wrong. <laughs> and so yeah, we, got, dog. we got a dog. Uh, so that is when, when uh, AOL, when internet happened. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That is when internet happened. And we had AOL. 
you know, you, the, you, you, you've got mail. We remember that, right? Well, I was a big troublemaker on AOL back then. I got a lot of friends nowadays who uh, are from back then. Some of them done well for themselves and some of them run MSPs. All right. So, yeah. so when AOL first popped off, that's, we had that and, you know, for business, for the business, but we understood like, well, me, I understood. So you, did you have like thunder beepers at AOL.com? Yes, of course. Nice. 100%. <laughs> we had Thunder Beepers. At, oh, wait, was it? It was. Oh, uh, is it like you ran out of that? So it was like XX Thunder Beepers XX at AOL.com? Dude, this was the beginning of the internet. We could have had Beepers.com probably. <laughs> we could add that. So, so what I would do was I would, uh, I mean, I would like kill up the minutes. I would kill up the minutes because that's how it worked, right? It was like you can have minutes on AOL or a certain number of hours. So I would kill those hours because I would go to um, uh, MTV.com and then mm-hmm. you can go to the chats. And then from chats, you can go into cities. And I would, I'm in Tampa. So I would go to Tampa chat and immediately it's uh, ASL, the age, sex, location. A like, slash L, yeah, man. Hey, check, let's check. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Oh, okay, cool. So how old are you? I'm like, you're, you're 16. I'm 16. I'm like 12. <laughs> I was like, dude, I would have, I would, I would try to get with, because I was short and fat. I was short and fat, but I was funny. And I was always, oh, you're such a good friend. You're, you're my best friend. You're my, I was that guy, right? So, I was that guy. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was that guy until like four weeks ago. <laughs> no, I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy till I saw that movie with Tony Robbins where he did that cameo. And I was like, fuck all this. I was like, I'm I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, God. All right. We were both making shallow Hal references. Beautiful. So, uh, so I would have, I would, I would talk to girls and then I would finally get like their phone number and we talk and dude. So that was like, early online dating like I, I got a girlfriend from doing that bro i cybered the other night it was crazy <laughs> that's a word i haven't heard in a long time cybers you gotta get the oh phil's on camera look at him laughing he can't help it feels like we're editing that feels like we are editing <laughs> cyber dude so uh so i would do that uh the oh man i would so all right i would hit me not up like in geo cities girl Nice. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hit me. What up? I'm an angel fire. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Excite. <laughs> Excite.com. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Check up Ask Jeeves. Check on Jeeves. <laughs> Hotbot. You got to go to Hotbot. Yes. They might know. So um, I would. And no, oh, yeah. That's another thing. Alta Vista. That's the one. Alta um, Vista was the one that was run by Carnegie Mellon, and my cousin Damien was at school at the time. And I was it Lycos or Alta? In one of the two. And I got to talk with someone from one of those search engines. And it was like 97. So I was completely disconnected and uninterested. But it was kind of cool. And I wanted to say thank you, Damien. Thank you. Hmm. He, <laughs> 25 and, years later. He and at least 40 other people are watching right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> 40,000. So, um, so I would spend the night. I would spend the night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I got to get to the cops. Bad boys. Okay. I'll get to that. That's going to be the last story. But the story right before that was I was not a popular kid in school because in eighth grade, because I was, oh, got made fun of a lot. But, uh, but I did have a party and I was like, I'm gonna have an end of the year party. And my mom had bought me from some swap meet somewhere, like a word processor, like Ooh. the little screen, you know, like the like AT&T the- word processor, you type a bunch of stuff and all of a sudden it starts typing for you. And that's basically all it does. No, I don't know what that is, but that sounds awesome. Oh, no, this okay. is just like an electronic typewriter. Yeah. That's basically all it is. And it prints up, right? Okay. So I printed up on that and it was able, you were able to get like big graphics in there, you know, and it was like, it was called Aaron Bolton's end of the year bash. <laughs> it <was> so corny. <laughs> and, it, but here's the, here's the thing. This is where it'd be so cool. It was after hours in the back of the beeper store. Oh, so like, so like and no, no parents, no parents, dude. And like, and like five people showed up. Oh, and I also put on there, I put on there, uh, Cuban sandwiches, Cuban sandwiches. And so people showed up and they were like, this is, 
turkey sandwich. And I said, no, no, no. It says Cubans. Sandwich. I'm Cuban and I made sandwiches. <laughs> this is the Cubans. I got you on that technicality, but you're here. You're here. You're here. That's what matters. That, dude, that was the first time I did, I did like a spin the bottle. We did all the most stereotypical Disney show kind of things, right? The spin the bottle, uh, you know, murder or the neighbor. dance with everyone all gets up and dances things. at the same time when music just starts playing out of nowhere. Exactly. Jaleel White showed up and he was like the life of the party for about 10 minutes. Right. My mom showed up and I was like, yeah, whatever, mom. <laughs> and then she punched me in my face. <laughs> I went home. I cried and I put my three ninjas VHS cassette in and I just dealt with it. Oh, man. A moment of silence. No, wait, he was in three ninjas. I'm thinking of Tommy, the green slash white ranger. Oh, yes. He uh, he passed away a few weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. So about the cops. Okay. So segue. So, uh, so one of the, uh, this was not the best spot. All right. If you guys remember, uh, Tiger King, you remember Tiger King, yeah, of course. right? Okay. So, um, uh, Cheryl Baskins, the Cheryl Baskins, that's the, that's the way I had to remember her name in my head. Um, Wait, isn't it Carol Baskin? Carol, Carol Baskin. I'm thinking about her sister, Cheryl. She's a. Oh yeah, Cheryl owes me like fifty dollars. We gotta, we gotta find out where she is. Anyway, yeah, yeah, she, Cheryl, she has big dog rescue, and she just, she just, it's a bunch of wolves. Um, So, so there was a road that Carol's husband now picked her up on that she was walking on. That road is called, or that's called Nebraska Avenue. And there's a, a well-known joke in Tampa, surrounding areas that um, Nebraska Avenue is where all the women of the night walk. Oh, okay. Especially, and especially on Fowler in Nebraska. And Thunder Beepers was on the corner of Fowler, Nebraska, which kind of gives you how great that that uh, that area was. Not good at all. So, but that's also clientele that like beepers. So perfect place for you to be. No, no, no question. They need beepers. They need beepers because they're all medical professionals in illegal playing stuff. golf. The playing golf. That's right. So, um, so we were watching, um, what's it called? We were watching cops one night at the house, and. It, it, cops, by the way, there were there were so many episodes in Tampa, like more than I. There were so many episodes. In Miami Dade is, I think, is one of the most the top uh, shown. It's like Miami Dade, and then someplace in Arizona, and then someplace in Florida. I'm telling you, Florida man. Florida man, Arizona man, watch out, Arizona man, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. Arizona man's just got leatherier skin. <laughs> oh, something about turtles or box tortoises. So uh, some deserts. Uh, get a beach, Arizona. Come on. Get your. <laughs> Why can't you just grow a lake? What's wrong with you? Throwing shade at Arizona. Look, Arizona, leave Colorado alone. They've got issues right now. Okay. Stop suckling on their, their water. water. I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't, I don't know. If they do that for Arizona. We have uh, just for the audience. We have no understanding of the uh, infrastructure in the West Coast or Western yeah. side of the country. We'll just put that out there so people yeah, don't. Look up, like, we have no clue what we're talking about. So okay, so um, we're watching cops because that's even a weird sentence to say. Because I'm 12 years old, I've got younger sisters. Oh hell no! We're watching oh, cops. Yeah. We're watching cops, and uh, and this guy is just like bent over. He got his hand. And he just. Like all wide eyed, and I and I I don't think I don't know if I see it, but I think my mom saw it. She was like, "What is that? Is that?" I go, "No, mom, that's 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 definitely was it." We couldn't think of his name. Is that Kevin? Some, and then two days later, maybe it could have been either way. Shortly, he comes in, and we're like, "Hey, did we?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Oh, get a little TV spot the other night." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Dude, I can't, he's like, yeah, yeah, they got me. Blah, 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 blah. But we and you got his autograph. Let's just say that real quick. If he's a customer, he signed off on something, right? You got this guy's autograph before he became famous. Before he became famous in prison. Uh, <laughs> so, and then so it must, and it was like maybe a month later that obviously they filmed, you know, they filmed a bunch and sent out. But it's like a month later that we're watching again a different episode, and he's there again, different gas station, always like the opposite direction. <laughs> I I hate to say it. But in my head, I'm imagining like the cops theme song, you know, bad boys, bad boys and the whole thing. And then it goes to like the uh, the guest starring screen from like the love boat where you have like the guest star peeking out of the porthole and it's this guy. <laughs> but there's bars. 
exciting and new. <laughs> Basically, hey, I was like, you're going to be bunking with me? I was like, mom, he's there again. And she's like, no way. And then we saw him again. We're like, hey, were you on? He's like, oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Got a contract. I think he was, while they were filming, I think he got picked up twice, like within a week. And they were like, well, we, we got, we're, we're going to spread this guy out over time. We can't just. I, you know, that happens. I once got stopped by the same police twice in a day for completely different things. My buddy Patrick and I were like 15. We're playing with paintballs, guns in his backyard, which was totally fine. No problem. But his neighbor got paranoid, called the cops. We had three police officers from here in Amityville, where I live, like literally descend on the front yard. I mean, the backyard, look at us. They realize these aren't guns. These are paintball, you know, markers. All right. Negative on the weapons, you know, like in a little walkie talkie kind of thing. And they're like shooting them with us for like 15 minutes. They thought they were great. We're done with that. You know, we go and get dinner. We drive his old Thunderbird up um, one of the main roads here to go to a Japanese restaurant. His Thunderbird's just beaten to hell. You know, we keep like gallons and gallons of water in the trunk because the radiator is about to fail. That kind of thing. I love those cars. We get stopped because one of the brake lights are out. And, you know, the lights go on, the whole thing. We stop, we veer over into a parking lot of like a CVS because we're on a really, really busy road. And we look back and the cop's like, no, no, go home. Go home. No, no, no not again. Go home. Not today. And that was it. He just kept saying go home until we actually got back into the car and just took off. But that was the same police officer twice in a day. First was negative on the weapons. And the second was just like, just go home. We're done with this today. We're, you, you, no trouble. Don't want to see you. Don't want to know your names. Just go home. Dude, I've I've gotten lucky like that one time. Actually, no, I don't want to say that. I've gotten really fortunate. I've gotten pulled over a lot, and I've gotten really fortunate because I just am extremely polite. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I messed up. You're, and they just can you imagine? I tell people this when I like do uh, interview training. Right, it's the same concept. What do you think most people say, and do you think they're right? And people are like, No, I don't think they're right. Well, what do you think they will they say this? Okay, well, don't do that. Let's do because let even let, let's shock them. Let's let's get them paying attention. You know. So what do you think? Cop, cops have to go through garbage all day. Just they. they like, I'm hey, sure. I'm sure they can go nice. all day without even a, a a hello and thank you. You know. Yeah. So so anyways. Um. But I I I was uh well it was another job. But this guy was my customer. Uh, this officer was my customer, and uh, it was food related. But I was late getting to uh, getting to work. And I was speed. I mean, I'm talking about like interstate 70 miles per hour and I'm doing like a hundred, you know, I'm in my blazer. My blazer is like getting to hundred and the governor's kicking in and popping it back to 90. Like it's just, I mean, and then lights, he came on and he just lights, woo, just pulled over. I was like, oh man, officer Joe, uh, officer Joe Gatto, officer, such a cool dude. Remember the officer, name? Officer, yeah, officer, Cause I always told him, I was like, bro, you got the coolest name for a cop officer, Joe Gatto. That's a pretty solid, a solid name. Let me just get a photo of that badge. It just looks badass. Yeah. I was like, Joe cat. He was like, watch it. I mean, he was like a young, he was like, uh, late twenties, just like ripped shaved head but he's cool as anything and he pulled me over and he goes right when he came up i saw him coming up from behind and i'm like hey he goes, man he's like what are you go make my food and he just pointed at me was, thank you <laughs> go make my food i'll see so you you, you weren't going fast you? enough yeah yeah that's what i stopped yeah. you for go make my he came in i was like he was like uh i'll have it that i go it's on the house he goes uh, yeah it's of course it's on the house <laughs> of course it's on the house Awesome. All right. So I, I would say thank you so much for asking that, asking about that. Now I get to, I'll talk to my mom tomorrow and I'll be like, Hey mom, that we actually, she maybe thinks I'm just making this up. Maybe she just thinks I'm making all this up. Uh, but uh, yeah. So on what, what did I learn with this? Like if I, you know, honestly, I think this adds to my, and my mom's really, was really good about that. When, whether she was meaning to, to teach this lesson or if I just, it was just through necessity that I, that I was there, man. I've I've never had an issue uh, communicating with someone with with people. You know, not mm-hmm. saying that I've always been a great communicator. You know, but I've never had like it's never been a roadblock. Right, right. It's never been yeah. a roadblock. Even even, and I'm not actually a mo- mostly an outgoing person. I I get really closed in, and but it helps me because I I'd have to force myself out of that to to deal with someone who is just on cops, you know, mm-hmm. like I need to pay my bill. <laughs> like, All right. are, are you intimidated because they've been on cops or is it that they've been on TV? <laughs> Thank you. 
doing? Which one of those is getting to you? Exactly. What I was like, oh my God. It's him. It's him. Like, he was on Channel 7 Wednesday night. Can I have your autograph? I mean, he was be- he was between The Simpsons and Family Guy. This man's made it. Uh, he's basically the star of the show. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Not- he's got a recurring role for the season. It's amazing. <laughs> he's back. Ta-da. Bad boys. <laughs> That's him. Oh, great stuff, man. Yeah, I think I think that just it just helped me with my confidence, especially as a as a, uh, you know, a young kid who was picked on relentlessly Mm -hmm. and I was overweight, horrible self-confidence. My mom being hard on me and being like, hey, we got to do this. And people, uh, grown adults, I even now, um, you know, almost 40, like calling them adults. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that perspective. And where they're questioning me and my mom had my back say, you know, he's fine. He'll do it. You know, that was obviously necessity, but that helped build those, those little building blocks. too. Yeah, You're being thrown into the fire a little bit. You have no choice yeah. but to perform. And I think it was the same thing for me at my first job. I started at a nonprofit, the, uh, the network for teaching entrepreneurs. Wait, they keep changing. The, they changed the name on me. It used to be the national foundation for teaching entrepreneurship. Now it's the network for teaching entrepreneurship. I think everyone that's watching this right now should go to nifty.com. That's N-F-T-E.com. Um, sounds seriously, like some, it out. sounds like some, some new age progressive nifty. No, there's no, it's NFTY. NFTE. Um, they're an amazing organization. They've changed a lot of lives. They definitely played a large role in mine. But what I was going to say to you was, you know, I got thrown into being an IT director a year and a half into starting my career in IT and running an IT department. And that was one of those situations where it was like, we trust you. We know you can do it. We're going to put you in a situation where you can't do it. Oh, you can't not do it rather. And that totally, I think, solidified my ability to communicate and really just kind of say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done. And I I feel like it's the same thing. You had it through a family member. I had it through um, coworkers who saw me as the young kid that could do whatever he wanted to do and believed in me. And I think that we all need people like that in our lives, no matter what age we are. So I guess what I'm saying is, uh, Aaron, I believe in you. Oh, man. You know what? I believe in you. And you know what? Somebody somebody told me years ago, and I, I've kept on to it, was um, y- if you don't believe yourself, that's absolutely fine. I've got enough belief and confidence for both of us. I've got enough confidence and belief in you for you. So don't even worry about it. He's got a surplus. I love it. Mm-hmm. Overfloweth with confidence. Not, not my confidence. But, it's like, but, it's like a, a, hunt, a hunt snack pack just bursting with chocolate pudding of confidence. Where you Full circle. This That's it. Out snack pack. That's right. We are snack pack brothers. We're <laughs> we, we we are the snack pack. We are the. You know, there was the brat pack in the eighties. There was the frat pack in the two thousands. That's right. And now we're the snack pack. And we're you know what? Pack. The snack pack. It's kind of like the three amigos. That's right. There it is. That's it. Boom. Three yeah. amigos snacking it, snacking all day. Guys, I'm getting. <laughs> we're getting Letterman jackets. Okay. <laughs> all Neck right. Tattoos. That's it right there. Ladies and gentlemen, out in computer land, thank you all so very much for staying here. Matt Fox, thank you so much for being a, a wonderful guest. Thank you uh, for having me. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, ladies and gents, thank you all so very much. And we will see you next episode. Thanks. Bye. Love both. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.